Sisters, but not by birth. Family, but not by DNA. David and Adam are two of a kind, and they want to borrow some of your day to talk into your ear holes about midi chlorians and roller coasters. Those two things are unrelated, but so are they. They're unrelated at birth, like most people who aren't related. Unrelated at birth, but they're brothers in a brotherly way. Now it's time for the phenomenal brother and the golden voice of the South. They're brothers from different mothers, but they're both really proud to be unrelated at birth. And welcome everybody back into another great, wonderful, and exciting Unrelated at birth, as always, you've got the one, the only, the golden voice of the South, the human jukebox, Dave Adams, coming to you live and in living color from the top of the state of Alabama. That's right, in Madison, Alabama, in the Unrelated at Birth podcast studios. As always, I've brought along my friend who is drinking his coffee. He just had mm-hmm. shrimp chips. If if you ha- were not watching the live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, um, where else? A periscope. If you're not watching our live, you need to because you would see the reaction of me chugging the equivalent of gasoline and Adam eating a shrimp flavored Lay's potato chip. So anyway, the one, the only, the phenomenal brother, Adam Joseph Russell. And and thank you, Dave, for for recommending that I try that because now I will taste shrimp for the entire show. No, not just shrimp though. It was shrimp. Shrimp and, and their Thailand Thailand's like famous seafood sauce, evidently. I don't know why it's famous, but here's my question. Is. So if, if Thailand has that famous seafood sauce, can we get Japanese yum yum sauce flavored chips? Hmm, that's not a bad idea. And while you're at it, if we're going over there, that region of the world and just working our way through the eastern hemisphere, why don't we go ahead and get some chicken tikka masala flavored chips while we're at it? Because that stuff is the bomb. Dude, ever since I came back from the Disney trip in March, I have been on an Indian food kick. Mm-hmm. Give me some of that that buttery butter chicken and that, that butter chicken, masala. Yeah. And, and we've got a place here in Huntsville that you know, is DoorDash, but they'll deliver non with big a big tub of marsala of the, the butter yeah, chicken yeah man i ordered it hot once i now order it medium <laughs> yeah don't order, don't order <laughs> unless you have something to cut it with uh yeah i mean we eat it with rice but that's still yeah. i mean if that you, place has samosas have you ever tried samosas i have not they are a fried triangle shaped like pastry but it's mm-hmm. got um, a mixture of like potatoes and peas and spices that are like mashed up. And then it's all deep fried Ooh. samosas. So that's like a Southern chicken pot pie. Kind of. Yes. But it's handheld. So, yeah. Okay. Similar Your dad shape. says, what about Chick-fil-A sauce chips? Ooh. Which, by the way, I had a revelation the other day. Chick-fil-A Chick- sells chips. <laughs> they do. But they're not good though. But Chick-fil-A yeah. sauce is just white barbecue sauce that's yellow. No, it's not. Yes, it is. There's there's other there's mustard in it. It is white barbecue sauce. I have tried, I've found some at the store, some Alabama white barbecue sauce, and side by side in a taste test, I guarantee you wouldn't know the difference. I guarantee you I would. 
Okay. Well, I guess we'll we'll have to do a, a taste test of some sort, and you can taste all the weird stuff. Well, actually, that's I will. Not that weird. That's actually an enjoyable taste test. I, I was going to say, no problem. I want in on that too. <laughs> no problem. Now we did do the uh, the UK taste test. Yes, we did. And you know, now that we're all getting, I wish there was a way we can sync up our snack. I think or- I think they're all the same after your first month. Like your first month, they ship out what they have the different ones to choose from, and then I think everybody's is the same after that. So okay, your next one it ought to be the same. Okay, so that's the case. We need to wait for live. I mean, of course, let your kids try it, but you know, we need to wait to do our tasting sure. for that show. Uh, so Jeffrey says, if you once again, if you're on our live, you'll heard about the the Mountain Dew Doritos. Uh, Mountain Dew Doritos are for sale on eBay for two snack bags for sixty seven dollars. They are out of date. I think you should pass on them. Yeah, hard pass. Yep, hard pass. And then he also says samosas, pocket pies, yum. delicious. Oh, yes. All right. So what are we here to talk about tonight, Adam Russell? We are here to talk about the wizarding. The wizarding. That shrimp has gotten to my mouth. I think I'm addicted to it. It's like with that movie Hitch when he's like, after he eats the. But we are here to talk the wizarding world of Harry Potter and the fact that you read an article the other day. I did. It said, um, J.K. Rowling said that the sorting hat in the history of Hogwarts made seven mistakes. And we're going to guess what we think those mistakes are. She didn't reveal what they were, but we're going to give our, our take on it. And I think we should also discuss a little bit of if that were true, would the history of Hogwarts change? Okay. Yeah, I'm all for that. Now, how are we going to do this? Are we going to do I name one, you name one? Because our list will probably... There's probably, I can look at this list and see probably four that you have on your list that I have. Well, I got mine off of BuzzFeed, so. Oh, you didn't make your I'm own? No, I made my own. Come on, give okay. me some credit, man. No, no, we probably will have some overlap. You're right. But I think we should start with one and just kind of go from there. Okay. Well. Hello? Wow. It's Is 10 it o'clock. Been? No, it's 9 o'clock. Yeah. Well. At the tone, the se- the time will be ten o'clock Eastern. <laughs> Audio Veritas, ladies and gentlemen. How do you want to kick this off, Dave? <laughs> dong, <laughs> dong. Where's the dongs? You don't have any dongs. How do you want to kick this off, Dave? <laughs> you went there. Uh, how do you want to kick this off, Dave? It was a simple question. All right, so uh, I think we go with just. One and one and two and two, but like I said, I, I'm you know I know that you're going to have a bunch that I have. A bunch. So a bunch. A bunch. Uh, in, in fact, you might have all seven of these. No, there's no way. If it's all seven of them, I'll finish that bag of chips. Well, how about we do this? You do your list, and no, we'll because discuss. Then, because then you'll just be like, "Yeah, I agree with all of those." Oh, no, chips. okay. 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 Fine. We'll do one and one. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what is your number one? So are you saying number one in terms of the one that's the most obvious or are we just going in no particular order? I'm going in no particular order. Okay. So there's one I definitely want to say for last because you may or may not have it on your list, but I'll throw this one out there because it's an easy little icebreaker, a main character. And that's that possibly Hermione should have been sorted to Ravenclaw. See, that's, that's one I have as well, but Mm -hmm. My main, well, well, we'll just talk it. Okay. Yeah. So I think that she shows more Ravenclaw 
characteristics than she does of uh, of Gryffindor. Now, the reason she is in Gryffindor is is a plot piece yes. because well, yeah. if she's anywhere else, it, it doesn't work. But honestly, I don't think she shows a lot of courage in the first movies. No, I don't think they're well. In I mean, the first book, but she goes right down into the into the Chamber of Secrets, and I mean, she's along for the ride. I mean, she's the one who has the presence of mind to figure out Lumos, Salem, or whatever it was when they're in the Devil's Snare. And I mean, I you think know, that's, that's just because she's book learned. She's she's yeah. not courageous. So that's she Raven. Just, I mean, that's solid Ravenclaw, right? There. Right, that exactly. Is, that's what I'm saying. I know the knowledge to apply to this situation, and look at that; it worked. Just I mean, yeah. the first thing she did was fix Harry's glasses. Because she'd already been practicing spells, but I, I do agree with you. I think that that statement from J.K. Rowling, more than anything else, means that if she didn't have a narrative to tell, right. she would have sorted them into different houses. Because as you do, as you write a character, you have to do things like put Hermione and Gryffindor so the three of them can be in the common room together. They can always be seated together when they eat and all this kind of stuff, right? And so it's a plot convenience, but in right. reality, you know. So and, you could then argue, go ahead, go ahead. I and I'll point. say this: Hermione is the only one of the main three that I have on my list. Me too, because I, where, like, honestly, I don't. Here's a tangent we'll go down. Where I, Harry could be in three houses. I think Harry could could easily be in Slytherin. He yep. can easily be in Gryffindor. Yep. And I think there could be a case for Harry to be in uh, Hufflepuff. Yeah, because of the loyalty aspect. Because of his loyalty, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. I don't think there's, honestly, looking at it, I don't think there's any house of the four, really, where Ron fits. No, I, I did put, I put some extra notes down here, and Ron was one I had. Could you put him in a Hufflepuff? Because he's the one who's always kind of gets that face when it gets scary. Right. Mm, Harry, you know, and all that stuff. But he doesn't have the work ethic. No, he Ravenclaw has the book smart. Hufflepuff has the work ethic. He has neither of those. And, he's not and, very cunning. <laughs> you know? Right, and he's not very courageous. He's courageous yeah. because of his friendship, and, and yes. that helps him with his courage. But if you listen to what the Sorting Hat said, it said specifically for him, a Weasley, eh? I know just what to do with you. So he's like, easy. Get right, off, exactly. Get off, you know? so, yeah. yeah. So, I, so I, left, I left Ron off of mine, too. Yeah. So you said you had one more point to make with Hermione after mine. Oh, uh, yeah. So I think um, I, I forgot what it was. Please continue. Okay. So here's my here's my most obvious. Okay. Snape. Hmm. I think that Snape, while he is a pureblood, while he does show some signs of being a Slytherin, I think he is more Gryffindor because he shows that courage to play that double agent that he played for years. It shows his cur his courageous side. It doesn't show his cunning side. It shows his courageous side. I, it does, though, because he never got caught, even by Voldemort himself, until later on. I mean, he, right. he was able to hide that for a long time, even from like Harry. And Harry was all up in his business, too, man. They were in the restricted section of the library and all these places, and they couldn't find exactly what was going on. He even had the book he used. And didn't know, so I think there's a there's a pretty strong Slytherin bent there for Snape. I didn't have him on my list, oh, oh, so I don't wow, have to okay. finish the bag of chips. Thank goodness. Um, but one Slytherin, I'll tell you, someone who was not Slytherin that should have been was Peter Pettigrew. See, okay, I've got him at number seven on my list. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now him being a Gryffindor, 
while Lily and James and everybody were at Hogwarts, it it's it's the plot point. I mean, you have sure. to have him there. You know, is sure. he the secret keeper? Is he, you yeah. know, all that? Yeah. So he has to be there. But yeah, I, I think of anybody that should be a anything that other than a Gryffindor, Pettigrew shows Slytherin. But I think he doesn't show cunning. I think he shows it's the same thing as Ron Weasley. It's mm. not that that he is just conniving and cunning and and and, and harsh. Yeah, it's just because he's a sniff a sniffling little <laughs> pissant. I I really don't yeah. think that that Pettigrew it should be in any of these houses. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, but for go ahead. And John Rogers says Hufflepuff for life. Us uh, Hufflepuffs, you know, we got to stick together. Huff and puff. Huff and puff. Um, yeah, I think, though, to fake your own death and frame Sirius Black and have it be pulled off and use that animation. I mean, there again, there is a pretty strong cunning bent to do that in a world where things are just known by people sometimes, you know, through divination or whatever. For him to fake his own death and get Sirius Black put in the prison in the first place. Took a little bit of that. So, and how he bit, betrayed not, James and Lily, too. I don't think you can put him in any house but Slytherin just based off of how he ended up. Now, that, that brings into question the whole, what did the what did the sorting hat really look at? Right. You know, it's not like the sorting hat was the keeper of the sacred timeline, like on Loki, right? And he can see into the future. He's looking at the person. And at the time in Peter's life, he may have been a true dyed-in-the-wool Gryffindor, but later on, he was anything but. Well, so, that's what makes me wonder about Snape, too. You know, we see... And when Snape was at Hogwarts, due to the yep. flashbacks in the, the, uh, the, why, am I, why the name of the book? For, leave me. Half Blood Prince? Half Blood, yes. Half Blood Prince. We see in Half Blood Prince that Snape is kind of a scaredy cat. You know, he's, he's an outcast. I don't think that is, is Slytherin at all. It's to not me, Gryffindor either, though. That's more Hufflepuff. Right. But it's, it's weird. It because is, he, yeah. you know, to make those spells that he made in Half Blood, Half Blood Prince, that he did use on James, he did. That shows courage. But then it also, you know, it, his his personality is a Hufflepuff. But to come up with Sectumsempra, that's a Slytherin move, dude. That is that's very true. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So I, you went first on that round. My number two, Hagrid. <laughs> Okay. All right. Hagrid was sorted into Gryffindor at first. Yeah. Before he got kicked out. Mm -hmm. I don't think Hagrid should be anything but Hufflepuff. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Gryffindor is kind of like the catch all for all the main characters in a way. Yeah. And, it's and, like if and you're that, associated closely with Harry Potter in any way, boom. And, and a that's a plot point. I, I do think that that's a plot point. Sure. Yeah. I didn't have him on there. Okay. Yeah. I can go along with Hufflepuff for him. I'm going to go ahead and get one out of the way that nobody's really going to care about. Um, Dean Thomas. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. Right. Now, I, I, Dean Thomas plays a pretty big role in the end from the romantic angle because he was the one that right. was dating Jenny. And then Harry, you know, ended all of that for them and everything. But he was Jenny. he was a Gryffindor. But he's the one that time and again, no matter what happened and no matter what these guys did, he was always there to help Harry, even after what he did with Jenny. He was right. always there. He came back to help. So I would put him into a Hufflepuff. And I think he probably plays a bigger role in the lesser known parts of the book or parts of the story, because they're in the book and not necessarily the, movie, the movie. Right. So. 
Yeah, I, I could see that. I, you know, I saw I, I saw that BuzzFeed article, and I, I looked at that and three or four times thought, why are we even caring about Dean Thomas on this? Because I didn't get Dean Thomas from a BuzzFeed article. That came from my brain. Oh, I understand that, but I saw that on the BuzzFeed article. Oh, okay. And so impressive that, that you had him as well. No, it's not um, impressive that I did something BuzzFeed did. No, it's not, really not. Well, you were on the same <laughs> wavelength as, as, as BuzzFeed. Yeah. What are we doing? No, now you're know, making right? me question this whole thing. No, I can't talk <laughs> this anymore. No. Go ahead. All right. I will so, say, so my okay. third one, uh, this is one that a lo- that you read the books, you watch the movies, you think, how in the world did he get to Gryffindor? And you, you're going to agree with me, Neville. Neville should have always been in Hufflepuff. I his disagree. Lo- his love for botany, his love for, I mean, he's not really... He's very loyal, very loyal to his family, very loyal to his grandmother. He doesn't show courage until the very last book, until the very end of the movies uh, for at the Battle of Hogwarts. I really think that Neville shows more Hufflepuff than he shows Gryffindor. Yeah, but again, I think that's like, what what are the criteria? Is Neville being in Gryffindor a plot point? Probably so. But he was the only person that was willing to step out and have words with Voldemort when everything was lost at the last book that's you know yeah, but, he, the, but what is the what was the sort well, what does the sorting hat seat is the sorting hat seat potential or does it choose off of where you are right now and, and i that, think that that's really the problem is it varies yeah you know vance says that neville shows courage in book one that is true I, for standing up to your friends yeah 10 points to gryffindor he won so, the house cup for a man the house cup he did you're right i i i just Neville's one of those that that I do want to know. You know, we don't know what the. You're right. We don't know what the Sorting Hat sees. Does the Sorting Hat see the timeline? Does the Sorting Hat just see right then and there? Because if we're talking right then and there, I gotta give. I don't know. I don't know. Neville is the redemption of Peter Pettigrew. I could see that. Yeah, I can see that too. So I don't know. That that's a that's an interesting thought is what does the sorting hat see and and maybe somebody can google that while we're doing the show and find find out for us to see but i'd like to know what what exactly is the criteria for the sorting hat it sings a good song in the book but it doesn't really even stick to the song it sings so who knows? no it doesn't i'm sure there's an article somewhere about it though yeah all right so i'm going to go ahead and get two out of the way oh did you do crab and goyle no, I did not do Crab and Goyle because that was in the BuzzFeed article. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, and this is one that, that I'll be interested to hear your take on. I think that Fred and George Weasley should have been sorted to Slytherin. I think that having the Weasley family history in Gryffindor, Percy, them, their brother who was an or whatever his name was, everybody. Bill. Bill was all... All Gryffindor. But these two guys were the ones who found a way to drop out of school and start an immensely successful business, which takes resourcefulness, ambition. And they were the pranksters of the group, man. There is nothing Gryffindor. There's no, it doesn't take courage. It takes courage to drop out of school, to to leave the path that your family has gone down. It takes courage to know that and 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 determination (laughs) to know that what you're doing, it might be against the grain, but this is what I'm stepping out on my own. That's courageous. 
They it's sell whoopee cushions. They, they sell whoopee cushions, Dave. They look. And they you, found and, and things called you know poo. Okay. They found a niche. Niche. They found a niche, a niche. that was not being used. And Zonks was was kind of this old school way. They found a niche that that knew that they could do it, and decided to go out on their own and do it. That's courageous. It takes ambition, cunning, and resourcefulness as well. So, yeah, Sarah, <laughs> didn't they use Harry Potter's winnings from the Triwizard Cup to start the shop? Yes, they did. They did. So therefore, in they stole that- from him. No, no, no. Oh, Harry gave them. that. No, no Harry gave them. that to they him. Can, they had some kind of potion, I'm sure, that convinced him to do it. A couple Slytherins. You're wrong. You're wrong. Uh, <laughs> you Vance, are wrong, sir. <laughs> Vance says, the sorting hat is like the Facebook algorithm, algorithm for ads. Wow, that, that gasoline is... Okay. It listens to your inner thoughts and makes some weird suggestions, but darn it if it isn't right most of the time. I can see that. Yeah. So that, that those were two of my seven. I took a cop out on that one. You did. You did. We're, this is, we're running through this list way too easily. Well, we got to talk the history part on the back end. So Okay, that's true. That's true. All right, so here's, here's mine, and this is going to be pretty controversial. Mm, do tell. Dumbledore. Okay. Slytherin. Okay. Because he's cunning. I, I think that sometimes he, he likes to skirt the rules of, of the, the Ministry of Magic, and, and, and he, he doesn't matter. The, he doesn't really care about how you get there. He just cares about the end. He, but he was skirting the rules of the Ministry of Magic when the Ministry of Magic was very, very corrupt. And it takes courage to stand up to a corrupt institution and do what's You right. are correct about that. You the choice correct. must come between doing what is right and what is easy. Oh, and a Slytherin. Sarah, Sarah agrees with me. Well, that's great. She's not on the show. The the the. I'm kidding, Sarah. The the. A, a She's Slytherin, on the show. See, it's on the show right there. She's on a, the show. A Slytherin would never say to somebody, "The choice is going to come between what is right and what is easy." A Slytherin would never say to somebody, oh, "One must remember to turn on the light to get through the darkest of times." A Slytherin sure? would not. A Slytherin would not go down and drink that liquid and tell somebody, no matter what I say, make me finish it. Uh, Slytherin would do what, what um, Draco and his parents did run off when the time is right to get away from the trouble that they really caused at the end of the day. That's what a Slytherin would do. So you are wrong, sir. Okay. Okay. We're not going to agree with that, but all right. So what's, what's your next one? Uh, You know, we know my next one is Hermione. So, okay. Yep. My next one. So you have three oh, left, and I have your your dad has, or could you say he has all four qualities? Well, you would think a headmaster would. He needs to really represent all four houses in some way, or he yeah. wouldn't be a good headmaster. So that does make sense. So I have two left. Do you have three left? I've got two. Well, I've got three left, but one of mine's Hermione. So okay. So I'm gonna go that uh, Cedric Diggory should have no, been a Gryffindor. Don't you dare take away our most famous Hufflepuff. Cedric Diggory should have been a Gryffindor, and the only reason he wasn't was because Hufflepuff had to have somebody in the Triwizard Tournament. Yeah, I can agree with that. But So Dumbledore's, let me give my, my points real quick. Dumbledore's eulogy, he said he was a boy who was good, kind, and brave. And two of the top three traits of Gryffindor are bravery 
and chivalry, which is courtesy and a high moral code. So Dumbledore himself explained him in a way that the Sorting Hat probably should have picked him for Gryffindor. I could see that, but... Hey, I gave you Dean Thomas. We can have Cedric. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, no. no. They don't even compare. I get it. No, they don't. Here's one that I, I am very shocked that you did not go with, and you might have, but Percy Weasley should, Percy, not, have, yep. should not have been in Gryffindor. He was straight up Slytherin. Yeah, he was pretty power hungry when he was a, a prefect. Yeah, yeah. He was power hungry. Yeah, he was power hungry the entire way through the books. Yeah. Um, and even through the end of the movies, you know, it took him the very last book to realize that Voldemort was alive again. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so I, I am going to say Percy Weasley probably should have been Slytherin. And if that's the case, so, well, okay, wait, wait, wait. We'll talk history later. Okay, sorry. Okay. What's, and my last one is Peter Pettigrew. So I, I. Oh, wow. So I have, I get to finish this off. You get to finish the list. Here's a good one for you. Then I saved what I think is my best one for last because we've touched on one of the four who, one of the four marauders. And I I saw articles for Remus. Um, didn't really see anything for Sirius Black, but the one I didn't see any articles on is that James Potter should have been a Slytherin. The way that he treated Snape mm. and the way that he skirted the rules, all that, like it was a constant thing for him that he was not just like, like Fred and George were kind of, they, they did what they needed to do for school. And then they kind of had their fun in between classes. He was constantly disruptive. And the way that he treated Snape, you can't tell me a Gryffindor would ever treat somebody that way. So let me, I, I see your he Slytherin. Was, he was the Draco Malfoy in terms of being a bully and things like that. He was the Draco Malfoy of that class. I see your Slytherin, and I'll raise you Hufflepuff. Okay. Because he literally changed his life because of his friend who was a werewolf. He became an animagus just sure. because his friend sure. was a werewolf. So therefore he was loyal to a fault, which a, which a Slytherin is not. But that loyalty, they, the four of them stood there and laughed as he made Snape float in the air. Right. Exactly. So I, I think you could say he, again, he has how did the traits balance out. Right. You know? Exactly. Uh, Vance says, I missed a few at the beginning, but did anyone say Regulus Black? No, no one did not say Regulus Black yet. No. Uh, but what Black was a Slytherin, was he not? Regulus Black was. And I, I think he deserved to be a Slytherin. I, I don't think he could have been in any other category. Mm -hmm. um, and now that I'm sitting here thinking, any anybody that fell and went to the the dark side, as you would, um, besides Peter Pettigrew, I think we're all Slytherin. Yeah. So I... I well, I, I mean, with Regulus, he did, you know, going back into the history, and I had to actually look it up to see, but he did try to destroy one of the Horcruxes. I mean, so yeah. he did turn at the end, but again, how far does the sorting hat see and how do you... What, where, how do you bucket that to say whether or not right. the future should be taken into account? That's the hard part, you right. know. All right, so let's let's look at history now. Revisionist history of of Hogwarts here. So, I I've got Snape 
in Gryffindor, not Slytherin anymore. Yeah. Hagrid and Hufflepuff, Neville and Hufflepuff, Dumbledore Slytherin. We've both got Hermione and Ravenclaw, Percy at Slytherin, and Pettigrew at Slytherin. And then you've got Dean Thomas at Gryffindor. Which doesn't change anything. Dean, Dean yeah. Thomas and Hufflepuff instead of Gryffindor, which doesn't change anything. You've got um, Cedric and, and Gryffindor. That really doesn't change much no, of anything. There would have been just another Hufflepuff representative who would have been killed right. by Voldemort. So that doesn't really change anything. Hermione um, to Ravenclaw changes a lot. Okay, well, let's go on that one. Okay, so there is no Hermione and Ron and Harry studying in the Gryffindor yep. commons anymore. There's no sneaking off because their their dorms are in separate parts of the castle. Yep. There's no sneaking off to get into the um, to meet Moni Myrtle. To, to make the, the polyjuice potion. There's nothing like that. Uh, there's no Ron and Hermione becoming prefects together. Yep. And be, and basically being forced to love each other. Yeah. So I, and then there's no final two books or final book because the whole end of the last book, were the main three running off and, and doing the, the chase. Destroying Horcruxes, yeah. Right. I don't think that there's that that at all. Yeah. Well, and, and it, it you lose the... Again, it's it's a convenient plot device more than anything else for them to be together. But you really... Who else... If you, if you take her out of the picture, think about who else they were surrounded with in Gryffindor of who you actually had you know visibility to. Dean, you had um, Seamus Finnegan... You had Neville Longbottom. None of these guys are a Hermione, you know? Right. So again, if the, if the sorting, and I'm going to, this is a really geeky thing to say, but if the sorting hat was right and she should have been in Gryffindor, can the sorting hat see what needs to happen to make certain things happen? Is that what, how the sorting hat works? Because hmm. that's what he would have put her in Gryffindor to put the right pieces in place to protect Hogwarts. Yes and no. Because you know, we see when when the uh, the hat is sitting on top of Harry's head, he says, "Hmm, you don't want Slytherin. You want Gryffindor, you know." So, and at the end of the movie or at the end of the books, you know, Harry basically says to his son, "It doesn't matter what house you, you can if choose. You, you can choose." Yeah. So, what? Yeah, the sorting hat is the time stone. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that that's a good question, you know, because if if it if you can choose, the hat doesn't do what's best for Hogwarts. If you yeah. can choose, then the sorting hat is just a a, a a figure piece. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so, Hermione's a critical point to the whole thing. Yeah. So that would that I would think, break everything apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think Pettigrew being. Gryffindor is kind of a critical part too. It is. Because if if he's Slytherin, then it doesn't matter that he's the rat. It doesn't matter because James and Lily don't hold on and don't use Pettigrew or don't use Sirius as a as their secret keeper. Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about it, you've got to it really all of a good portion of these and um Hermione being there is necessary for the story to continue from the first book on. <clears throat> James Potter, who I mentioned, right, being in Gryffindor is necessary so that Harry has a Gryffindor legacy from both right. his dad and his mom. 
Snape from your side being a Slytherin is necessary because you have to have this Gryffindor Slytherin rivalry, right? Like they're dichot, like two, two opposite sides, two sides of the same coin though. Right. So Peter Pettigrew being, <laughs> you're the one that made me drink water, man. Oh my gosh, man. You didn't drink that much. You got the blood of the size of anyway, Peter Pettigrew. Oh, wow. Peter Pettigrew being in, um, Gryffindor was necessary for the Marauders to be together. Fred and George being in Gryffindor were necessary so that Ron also had that legacy through Gryffindor from his parents all the way through all of his brothers. So really to undo a lot of these, like we're talking is really to undo the plot is really what it, what it kind of boils down to is you don't have a Gryffindor Slytherin rivalry. You don't have, Harry not trusting Snape. If Snape was in Gryffindor, Harry would have trusted him probably right off the bat. So I think, I think really just like with Hermione, a lot of these start to unravel the plot itself. And that's why I, I really wonder what she meant by seven mistakes. Were they seven mistakes that would not have unraveled it, that things could have still happened? Or is she, it, would she really saying that there's seven things that if I didn't, like we said earlier, if I didn't have a narrative to tell, they should have really gone somewhere else, but I kind of had to do what I had to do. I think it's, it's if I didn't have a narrative to tell this, which is where we are, which is where we are, is that most of the ones we did would erode the, would either erode the rivalry between Gryffindor and Slytherin, or like with Snape, it would boost Harry's trust in a character that he's supposed to not like to create his trust to the big plot twist at the end, you know? Well, so, so so here's the thing too. Snape is always, the head of the Slytherin house. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't a Slytherin, there would be no, you know, he doesn't get the trust of Draco. So, you know, you were saying that, that rivalry really, I think the point of, of him being Slytherin is getting that trust of Draco. Sure. Yeah. And, and so we we're basically undoing all a, all seven well, books, all to. eight movies. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, if you really answer the question, you revise I, the history completely. I think so. Your Dean Thomas is a who cares? This doesn't do anything to no. the books or the movie. Mine is Hagrid. Who cares? It doesn't do anything to the books or the movie. Yeah. I think if Hagrid's a Hufflepuff, if he's a Gravenclaw, if he's anything but Slytherin, the it doesn't matter. But again, it's a signal though. Gryffindor is a signal that this is a good guy, right? Like there's not a Gryffindor in all of the books and even any of Pettigrew. the history. Oh, that's true. Pettigrew. Yeah, he's the only one. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, because who were the other Marauders? You had Lupin. You had Lupin, Pettigrew, Potter, and Black. And Sirius Black, yeah. Yeah. And they try to make Black out to be a bad guy, and then he turns around. And he's framed by the friend he was in Gryffindor with, yeah. Right. So my dad put this out there. Where did J.K. write the name of the first four houses? And emphatically, he said, she invented the names of the Hogwarts houses on the back of a barf bag. That's... That should be in a museum somewhere. This should be in a museum. It should be in a museum. By the way, fifth movie has been, uh, they're shooting it already. Oh. And Harrison Ford is going to be CGI'd to look younger. So it's going to be a rewound story? The to- Nazis are the bad guys. Yes. Again. Yes. I love so. it. As long as they don't have crappy set pieces with horrible lighting like they did in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I'll be happy. They, yep. they owe us one, man. After aliens, really? I mean, they owe us every, one. Everything was aliens in 2012. Oh, no, that was 2010, wasn't it? Mm. 
somewhere around there. I don't know. So, all right, here you go. Vance says, why did Fred and George never question why Ron slept in bed with someone named Peter Pettigrew every night? That's a good question. I mean, to, to be fair, all of them slept with Peter Pettigrew because the the rat got handed down from Fred and George oh, that's to right. Ron. That's right. Yeah. So all of them hmm. were at fault here. At fault. <laughs> they didn't know. Um, <laughs> oh, that's I mean, funny. no, they didn't know. But that's funny. The the other thing too that that you know I, I think Percy had to be Gryffindor too. Well, that's what I was saying when you had to had to take a little break. Was you have to keep all of the Weasleys in it, it's a storyline. Right. All of the Weasleys are dirty robes and hand me down books, and they're all Gryffindor. You know? It's just the hmm. way it is. So here's here, you know, we were talking this on the, the pre-show where, you know, there's this whole society of people. Mm-hmm. who have taken Harry Potter lore and made a history of it. Like there's dates, there's birth dates, there's, there's everything. Yeah. How, first off, how do they find these things? Now you can, you can pretty much, you know that Neville and Harry are the same age, born on mm-hmm. the same day. You know, their birthday was Halloween. Huh? They're Nick Saban. Huh? Um, so, but you know, Dumbledore. We don't know when he was born, but but people have gone on and said that Dumbledore's birthday is blah 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 yeah. blah. And yeah, you know how how are they finding this? I, I don't know if there's enough in Pottermore where you can piece it together from what she's added over the years or what. But yeah, hmm. All right. Uh, Sarah says that the whole Potter house should have been Slytherin. I could see, like you said, I I can see James. I can see Harry a little bit, but but there again, Harry shows all of the the signs, except maybe Ravenclaw. Yeah. Um. But I don't. Mm, you know, I just started thinking about this. James, we can make a case for. Can make Lily, for Lily though. Yes, you can. She played Snape. She sacrificed herself in the end. Again, which tra- are you looking in the moment, or are you looking further right. down the line to when because, they're older and wiser? Yeah, right. Because because she played Snape for the longest time. Yeah. You know, being in love with James, but still, you know, pulling Snape along on a leash. Yeah, true. So, you know, I, I was about to say, I was about to say you could not make that case for Lily, but then it, it hit me. So the other thing I, I want to know, if I'm Jake, if, if I get to ask J.K. Rowling any question I want, which I, I never will, but let's just say I get to ask J.K. Rowling a question. So you make a big deal about the four houses. Yeah. We know a lot about Gryffindor. We know a lot about Slytherin. But there is very little known about Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. Why? You know, can we not get a book or a uh, something where we focus on Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff? Like, is there a rivalry rivalry between Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff like there is between Slytherin and Gryffindor? No, because you can't get the Hufflepuffs r- riled up. Hey, have a rivalry. Oh, 
Really? Really. I think it's widely known I'm a Hufflepuff, right? Yeah, but I'm talking like Hufflepuffs, not Because in my lifetime, Westminster's rival, Madison Academy, I hate them. Big time rival. rival? Madison Academy. Madison Academy. Are they a school of witchcraft and wizardry? They're a Christ, they're a Church of Christ school, whereas Westminster's a Presbyterians. So it's it's <laughs> is it, so. Wait, I have to ask this question now. Is that a typical thing between Presbyterians and Church of Christ, or is it just those two schools? I mean, that's just the two main Christian schools. Okay, in town, the uh, two I'll, main Christian schools in town hate each other. So. You see what happened was well. So, uh, no, no. So here's the deal, Madacad. Um, Madacad. They always wow. like they recruited. They went out and found the best players to get them to Madison Academy. Westminster always tries to do it the right way, so we're always mad at them. So you're and, the Gryffindors, and they're the Slytherins. Yes, very much so. Um, they're they're it also. This is where it really got bad, where Westminster and Madison Academy didn't play each other for a couple of years. A couple of years after I left school, um, wow. at Westminster's gym, one of their students brought a whiteboard and they started you know, writing a bunch of signs. One of them says, God loves us better. And so we, we didn't play Madison Academy for a few years. So everybody was cool with the hate until somebody evokes the name right. of God. Yes. Got it. Um, and then, uh, you know, Alabama. Alabama, we, we hate Tennessee and we hate Auburn. So there's a rival. You know you know that. Yeah. I'm a Titans fan. I, I hate the Colts. I'm a Braves fan. I hate the Mets and the Marlins and the Phillies and the Nationals. So you, you can't say that, 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 uh, uh, that Hufflepuffs don't have rivalries. Hmm. You know, Cedric found his thought his rival was Harry for a while. Yeah. So I do think I would like to see an, an avenue, just a little tangent, where we know more about the Ravenclaw and the Hufflepuff rivalry. Hmm. I agree with that. If there is one, I mean, the Hufflepuffs are just over there, like chilling out, and the Ravenclaws are studying. I don't think they either one of them really has the time for a rivalry. <laughs> What's but, funny too is you never really see a Hufflepuff and a Raven uh, Ravenclaw friendship in the book. No, well, you don't see a lot of crossovers until Dumbledore. Yeah, Dumbledore's army was formed. That's the first time you really see a lot of like Cho Chang, which really started to blossom when they formed Dumbledore's army in the Room of Requirement. That's true. So, so look at my dad's question. So. The one question JK feared she would be asked, but luckily never was, is what was Dumbledore's wand made of? Oh, yeah, because then you know it was the Elder One. Yep. Interesting. That is interesting. Yep. So here's a question What was Dumbledore's wand made of before it was the Elder Wand? Was his a Phoenix feather? That's a good question. Of course. Of course, Harry. All right. So, anyway. Speaking of your, that's not your dad's question of the week. That is not that's, my dad's question. That's of the a week. good segue. See, you did that. You didn't even realize it. I didn't even realize. Well, you're the host. That's your job. Yeah. 
Vance, <laughs> hold up, hold on, hold on. Vance said, it's like the stoners, the Hufflepuffs, and the nerds in school. Not much interaction. I'm not a stoner! And, and, Slyther- and Slytherin is the goths, and Gryffindor's the jocks. I mean, it... It just lines up. If that's the case, how are we Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff and such good friends? And how are you married to a Hufflepuff? Well, because she's loyal. <laughs> What's Ravenclaw knows a good thing when he sees it. How about that? There you go. <laughs> you keep your Hufflepuffs close. <laughs> <laughs> and your Slytherins closer. No, never mind. That didn't that that no, that didn't work. All right, here's my dad's question of the week. Who's the Slytherin you keep closer? I don't know. That's why I said it didn't work. I have no idea. That just <laughs> I was thinking friends close, enemies close. Anyway, all right, question of the week. Here we go. This planet is the only planet in our solar system not visible to the naked eye. It was first predicted by mathematics before its discovery. This planet has at least five main rings and four more ring arches, which are made up of dust and debris. Voyager 2 flew past this planet in 1989. This planet has a spot that is rotating storm that has since disappeared. The planet is a cold ice giant, which they frequent super, has supersonic winds and cannot support life as we know it. Temperatures on this planet can dip down to minus 221 centigrade or 300, minus 366 degrees. Winds can reach speeds of 2,000 kilometers per hour or 1,240 miles per hour. This planet's atmosphere is made up mostly of molecular hydrogen, atomic helium, and methane. Most of its mass is a hot, dense fluid of icy materials such as water, methane, and ammonia. The planet is four times wider than Earth. It is the fourth largest planet by diameter in our solar system. It takes 16 hours for the planet to rotate once and about 165 Earth years to orbit the sun. My question is, can you name this planet? So when he said rings, my immediate thought was Saturn. Yeah. But then he said the storm, I went to Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah, so I'm going to say Jupiter. It's uh, Uranus. Oh. I, I, t- I knew cause, just because it's the only one that you can't really see with the naked eye. But... And it's, it's not it's Uranus. Uranus. It is no, Uranus. It's not. It's That's Uranus. what they officially changed it to. They officially changed it to that because we were a bunch of children when we were children. <laughs> Did you know there's a brown river running through Uranus? Is that the is that the liquid? Your dad thing? says Neptune. Mm, I'm looking right here. Neptune. Huh. Your your dad said that you're wrong, sir. Interesting. Well, I'm wrong. I, I'm I'm willing to admit it. I'm, I, I. So you cannot typically see Uranus either. Okay, so Neptune. So so here's my question though: right, wrong, or indifferent? How do they know that the core of this planet is blah, and that the wind speeds are blah? And that there's, I get the rings, right? And I get how it was predicted with math because you can, 
due to the interaction it has on other objects. When you track an object and you see it veer off course, you can predict gravitational pull and all of that. But methane and hydrogen, I just really want to go before, before we pass off this mortal plane, Dave, I want to go to uh-huh. Neptune and light a match. So, oh, I was, I was going to get my wife to come down here, but she is doing a live for her state of fair boutique thing. Oh, Cause cool. she, she would know. Cross promotion. Yeah. Hey, wonder if we, wonder if we, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me see if I can do this. What are you trying? Hold up just a second. Are you going to pull up the, where we can hear it? Hold up. Hold up. Remember, we are doing the audio podcast right now, Dave. Yeah. And the more we play around, the more I have to edit. Sarah, who was also listening to us. Mm -hmm. What does the USS Enterprise and a toilet paper have in common? Oh, gosh. They both go around Uranus looking for a Klingon. <laughs> it's Jurassic Park. It like that meme I sent you earlier. And, well, there it is. And, well, there and, well, it is. There it is. Uh, yeah, I was going to do a cross promotion, but, yeah, we won't do that. Oh, it's, well. Anyway, yeah. It says, how do we know E equals MC squared is true because Einstein said so? They actually are now thinking the theory of relativity is wrong. What? They're finding evidence to the contrary now. It's amazing what quantum physics can find out, isn't it? So energy does not equal mass times... The speed of light squared? Really? Well, possibly not. And there's a lot to the theory of relativity, too, around like time slowing down when you approach a black hole and all other kinds of things, you know, that, that nobody understands except for him. But really... How, so I'll use the same. I'll use the same analogy to prove my dad's point too. Is they can say that this planet you can't even see with your eye is made up of all this gobbledygook, and I know spectrometers and diffused light and all that, but they can predict that. How do these quantum physicists know that these quarks that are doing what they say the quarks are doing? They could be in there just being yeah, like, that, "Oh, it did this thing, man," and everybody's like, "Oh, it did this thing," and yeah, that's how I taught in school. Oh, they did this thing, and it's like, yeah, oh, okay. they did, they did, yeah. You know, I mean, how on. much of this is what we're doing? Revisionist history. Jeffrey says Voyager two explored Neptune around 1983. And so I'd guess the chemical makeup from that. We couldn't even get a walkie-talkie. Or eighty nine. Work right in 1989. How do I know they transmitted it back? But it's like we should just now be getting that data. I mean, the speed of light. Anyway. I mean, it, we are just now getting that data. So, yeah. We're on a I, we're in a domed flat surface anyway, so what difference? Oh make? my god! No, that's I'm just kidding. Disney. That's, that's just Disney. Disney. <laughs> Put that sucker <laughs> under a dome. I'd be all for that, man. Speaking of Disney, yeah, go ahead. I know you're excited. We're going to reach cry? out and find our happily ever after. Are you going to cry when I'm there in in September on September 30th? You better believe I'm going to cry. Even though Amanda said she would leave. Did you notice what she said, though? I'm going to leave you there. So wait, you're going to leave me at Disney? Okay. (laughs) Wait, are you going to take the kids with you, too? (laughs) Wait, if you leave by myself for a minute, (laughs) if you leave me at Disney, does that mean I can go across to uh, Halloween Horror Nights? I mean, you know, that's what you did. You did see my text, right? We'll, We'll have to talk about that. Your text about what? Just go a couple of hours ago when I sent you. Fireworks. 
Maybe yeah. you can. Yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Maybe you can. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, all right, guys. So that is our show for this week. Uh, flew by. I, I, I still, it's, it's, oh, yeah. Vance says Jack is back he for is. Halloween Horror Nights. Yep, I confirmed. can't wait. So we only have two, one house really confirmed. Is it a whole house that's well, Beetlejuice? Yeah, Beetlejuice. Yeah, and the and speculation then, maps are interesting, though. They are. They are. I'm yeah. excited. We'll talk that when the time comes, I suppose. Oh, you know we will. Um, which, by the way, we we need to talk scheduling offline because my anniversary cruise is on a week that we're supposed to do unrelated at birth. Hmm. Okay. So we'll have to figure that Whatever out. Whatever shall we do? I don't know because we can't go four weeks without a podcast. So you rescheduled it? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, we're not doing Disney. We're doing Royal Caribbean. Okay. Because Disney didn't want us to cruise. I mean, it's not that it's not Disney didn't want us personally. It's that well, the CDC hadn't approved them. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway. This isn't this isn't the the time nor the place, um, <laughs> guys. Uh, what more can I say, Adam? If they want to get hell of the show, what do they do? They would call six five zero UAB show. Spell it out on your keypad six five zero UAB show. You'll hear a message from us followed by a short beep. Beep. Thank you. That was a short beep. Very good. That was very descriptive. I love it. He's gonna do it again. He's going to do it. He's going to wait till I start talking to do it again. So leave us a message and we'll play it on the show. Dave, they can also get a hold of us on social media. How do they do that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look, I was trying to get it in before the beep happened again. So, so here, were you trying to do my, you know, and welcome everybody back into a great, wonderful, exciting, unrelated birth. As always, you've got the one, the only, the golden voice of the South. South Dave Adams coming to you <laughs> yeah. top of the state of Alabama and Harvest, Alabama. Anyway, Monroe, Madison, Alabama. Oh, Madison. Now. I keep saying that. Well, because it w- you will always be in harvest to me because it's sideline warning. It got p- drilled into my head. Yeah, no. Okay. Anyway, anyway, so we are on the socials. I am on Twitter and Instagram at dadams419. He is on Twitter and Instagram at runtiderun. The show is at not related bros on Twitter. On Instagram, it's at unrelated at birth. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash. Unrelated to birth. You can find us the Facebook listener group, Unrelated Birth Facebook listener group. Uh, you can follow me on Geek at Birth, also Top of the World. Follow Adam on his socials. Follow Adam, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> also, patreon.com backslash Unrelated to Birth, $5 a month. Uh, I'll still throw it out there. If we get five more patrons, by the time we go on my cruise, I'll say that. Here's the date. Five more patrons by the time we go on the cruise. I will do Let's Go to the Mall on the cruise. Like I'll <laughs> film it and everything on the cruise. You think your wife's going to let you spend part of the anniversary cruise doing Let's Go to the Mall? Yeah. Silly rabbit. <laughs> such, a, hey, such an optimistic spirit. I love it. Yeah. Also, I, I need this to be a, a weekly, a bi-weekly thing that we do now, Jeffrey. So this is the third time he's done a TIL. Today I learned. I, I think so, Jeffrey, your job, your role on Unrelated at Birth podcast now, 
you are going to be pop-up video. I want the TIL to be a thing. Every, every time now, I want a today I learned. Boom. Sorry, he has to make that noise. Boom. <laughs> every time I pull one up, boom, today boom. I learned. <laughs> anyway, so guys, I, we say it every week. It, it blows our mind. Last week, or two weeks ago, the show blew up on, on podcasts. Thank y'all. Uh, that that means a lot to us. That's it, one of our most listened to shows of all time now. Yep. Uh, I, I do it again. Um, tell your friends. Share it. You know, bring people in that that don't wouldn't normally listen to the show, and you think they would enjoy it. Bring them on because I think this. You know, this is how. I, look, this show is basically a text conversation that Adam and I, Adam and I would normally have. Pretty much. Just talking about talking out loud you know we we do revisionist we sometimes we'll do revisionist history history yeah you know what happens if what happened if hamilton shot burr what happened if if he he decided to take a break you know you know we we truly do this sometimes so uh, the fact that y'all stick around and listen to it is great we love you guys Uh, we can't we go ahead real quick speaking of finding people if you know anybody in montana south dakota rhode island or Hawaii, or we, or Puerto Rico, or Puerto Rico, states and territories. Sure, we are four states short from being listened to in every state in the United States, and then Puerto Rico also. So Montana, South Dakota, Rhode Island, Hawaii, Puerto Rico. If you know anybody, send them a text and say, "Hey, click this link." They won't even know it hit them. They'll be hooked, and we'll hit all fifty states. So there you go. Do that for us. You know, or if you're going on vacation to any of those places, <laughs> if you find yourself vacationing to Montana, hey, that's where the national some national parks are. There so. was somebody in Hawaii recently. Who was in Hawaii recently? I don't know. There was somebody I know that was in Hawaii. I'm have to, or they might still be there. I have to talk to them. Okay, download it. Yeah, just one. Right. Just click here for five minutes. Well, yeah, or just download it and then delete it. I don't care. Mm, sure. Just give give us a download. All right, guys. So that's it. We love you guys. We truly do mean it, Adam. Take them home. Yeah, thanks for giving us some more time out of your week to just spend time with us. We appreciate it. And we love you, but not as much as Jesus does. Stay safe out there. Be kind to one another. And we will catch you again in two weeks.